You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Kings strike a deal with another restricted free agent. I've got an oops to confess to on my list of ex-Kings still in the playoffs. And we've got some more hockey trip shenanigans with Jason Hernandez of Locked on Ducks. All that is on today's episode of Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Avampato. I am your host, also the person behind the curtain of the Line to the Throne newsletter, bringing you some Kings news and fun stuff. We'll say over the course of the off season. But most importantly, I'm here with you here on today's show to bring you the latest in Kings news. And the big one that dropped recently is the Sean Walker contract that of course, because of the way that podcasts work and the way that my luck works, uh, that news happened to drop right as I was putting together Friday's show to post it. So I was not all about that life of going back and scrapping the whole show just to get in some news. So instead, it waited until today. And you know, it's cool. Let's celebrate a Monday with some extra good news. And that is that Sean Walker defenseman has agreed to a new deal with the Kings. It is a four-year deal with an average $2.65 million cap hit, which for a team that doesn't have a whole ton of cap issues and probably won't for a little while, but is still, you know, all teams are looking to be cost conscious as we enter into sort of a flat cap world with everything so uncertain because of the pandemic. Uh, It is a pretty great deal for both sides and it locks up Sean Walker for the foreseeable future. The deal, like some other others that we have seen so far is backloaded. So in year one, he gets paid $2 million, and then it goes up from there, 2.25 the next year, 3 million in year three, and 3.35 million in year four. Uh, Again, as we kind of talked about with Carl Rundstrom and Austin Wagner, that backloading basically makes the amount that he is going to have to pay in escrow next year in 2020-2021 a little bit less. The new collective bargaining agreement had a mechanism in it to allow players to defer up to 10% of their salary to later years in their deal. Sean Walker is taking advantage of that to make the sting a little bit less uh, next season. So that is a pretty good deal for a player who has been uh, taking on even more minutes and more importance for the Kings. According to people who are better at analytics than I am, he is a pretty good driver of scoring chances, not particularly great uh, defensively, which honestly always cracks me up when we're talking about defensemen. I'm like, isn't that your one job to be a defenseman to protect against goals being scored? But you know, I, I think that anything with the Kings, especially as they are in transition, uh, any sort of advanced stats need to be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt, knowing how things are uh, still ever evolving. But, you know, Sean Walker has been able to play up and down the lineup for the Kings. Uh, it, no matter what defensive pairing you put him on, he has been okay there. And as we've talked about when we've looked at stuff like with the draft and with organizational needs, you know, he he's not going to be the next Drew Doughty. He is not going to take over for him in any way ever. Uh, but you need players who can be reliable on your third pair. You need players who are able to play wherever you put them and be successful or at least not be a total train wreck. And 
Sean Walker is, you know, part of that new breed of defenseman, let's say, that is more focused on moving the puck and creating chances and isn't going to be that sort of stay-at-home guy that you see in front of the net waving his stick to block shots. Uh, And all in all, like, honestly, it's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good story for a player who was undrafted out of Bowling Green State University who signed an AHL-only deal after the conclusion of his college career, played all of 2017-18 in the AHL with the rain, and clearly caught the eye of the Kings. I suspect that they put him on that AHL deal because they weren't quite sure what they had in him. They weren't quite sure whether he was going to be someone who was going to grow into an NHL role or not. But obviously, you know, he, he excelled in that first year with the rain. He became someone who the Kings thought was worth taking a chance on, was worth giving an NHL contract to. And since then, he basically has not looked back. He split 2018-19 between the rain and the Kings and then played all this year uh, with the Kings. 24 points in 70 games total, uh, which is a new career high for him in the NHL, which, you know, is easy to do when you've only played two seasons. Uh, The season before, he hit 10 points in 39 games. So Sean Walker locked up for a couple more years, and it's actually kind of below what projections were. The guys over at Evolving Wild do a lot of work to project uh, contracts using past data and all sorts of predictive modeling kind of stuff. Their projection was four years at $3.75 million per year on average, so signed for a little bit less money than all of the models had, had suggested, but as Lisa Dillman and The Athletic pointed out, the model isn't necessarily taking into account the fact that everyone is going to be a little more cost conscious going into a pandemic world and into a a world where the cap is probably not going to move up too much over the next few years. So Sean Walker locked up for four more years, will continue to develop his sort of all around game. I'm sure that the Kings are well aware of some of those defensive numbers and are going to look to help him work out how to improve that and how to become an even more reliable player no matter where he is on the ice. So Sean Walker, new deal for the Los Angeles Kings, which is pretty awesome. I've got more coming up next, including a look at Kings still in the playoffs and uh, copping to an error or two or three that I have made recently. Uh, we'll, We'll correct the record coming up next on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. First, I want to talk to you about Roman because it is not easy to talk about erectile dysfunction for a lot of people. Sometimes people brush it off. They blame themselves. They just avoid it entirely by making excuses or whatever. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it and you get a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication to help you on your path. It's simple, it's safe, it is totally discreet, and with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is what they decide is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping so you don't even have to wait. The whole process, it's simple, it's straightforward, and it is totally discreet. Getting started, super easy. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be super tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. You can complete an online visit today, connect with a healthcare professional, and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash locked on NHL. 
Let's also talk about DoorDash because right now restaurants need your support. You have counted on them to deliver you food for special moments or moments when you're sad or hungry or hangry or whatever. Now restaurants are counting on you. And while dining rooms in many parts of the country may be closed, restaurants are still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash brings you the food that you are craving right now directly to your door. And that is directly to your door because they have a new contactless delivery drop-off setting where all you have to do is tell the app that you want your driver to leave your food at your door and that is what will happen. So ordering is super easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be on its way to you. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery as well as national chain restaurants. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. So I'm not one to like try to pretend that I know everything or that I don't make mistakes or whatever. And so I'm going to cop to something that I I made an oops on. And this is now the second time that I have made a big oops on this thing. Um, Of course, I have my list of former kings who are still in the playoffs, still fighting for the Stanley Cup. And I have defined former King fairly broadly because I'm including uh, players like Eric Chernak, who never played for the Kings, but who was drafted by them. Uh, So basically anyone who at any point in time uh, was a part of the Kings organization, I I have been counting for these purposes. And it turns out I forgot someone. And thank you to a eagle-eyed or eagle-eared, I guess, listener, Bill Anderson, uh, for tweeting at me for pointing out that I left off Scott Wedgwood, who is is the third goaltender now for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, He, if you don't remember where he came from or what part of the organization he was with, he came over to the Kings as part of the trade that sent Darcy Kemper back over to Arizona. Wedgwood never played for the Kings, but did get a handful of games in with the Ontario Reign. Uh, He was not re-signed by the Kings and, of course, eventually landed in Tampa Bay or really with the uh, Syracuse Crunch and now is the, uh, the, the the third goalie for the Lightning. So, you know, if I counted guys like Andy Andrioff and Christian Fullen who did not get into games for uh, the playoffs, but who were there in the bubble with their teams, uh, I've got to count Scott Wedgwood. So thank you to Bill for pointing that out. I'm adding a new name to my list of former Kings and Kings affiliated, I guess, folks that are still playing. That brings us up to six, seven if you count John Stevens, which I think we should be counting him. He just doesn't have, you know, stats for me to put on my spreadsheet. But we've got Andre Sequeira and Ben Bishop in Dallas. They are very close to shocking the world and eliminating the Vegas Golden Knights. That series... The Stars lead three to one. Game five is tonight. And we could potentially see like the biggest upset and the upset that would make me honest to God the most happiest person. It's very possible that uh, Dallas does the thing. 
Uh, so we've got them. We've got, of course, Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez on the Vegas side. And then Tampa Bay has Eric Chernak and, like I said, the Scott Wedgwood, who I did not put on my list. The Islanders have no former Kings, and therefore I cannot possibly root for them because they have nothing for me to look forward to. The Islanders and the Lightning are also poised for an elimination game tomorrow, Tuesday, as the Tampa Bay Lightning lead 3-1. to one. And you know what? I'm really excited about the chance to be right about this series, because if you listened to the prediction episode that I did with Jason Hernandez from the Locked on Ducks show, this was the only series that we disagreed on, and actually the only series since the opening round uh, between the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets all the way back then. That's the only other series we have disagreed on this whole time, and... I've got to be honest, I'm really crossing my fingers that I win this one. Not just because the Islanders have no former Kings for me to like have an interest in, but just because I really like being right. So we will see what happens with that. We're getting very close to knowing who's going to be playing in the Stanley Cup final. And it is possible that the Stanley Cup is going to be awarded, you know, very shortly. All of these series have been going really quick. And you know what? No matter what happens, I'm really excited to see uh, to see the outcome because we, we've got teams who, you know, I'm not rooting for Vegas, but they, whatever, non-traditional market, they've never won a cup. They've only been around for like three years. So of course they haven't. Dallas, non-traditional market, haven't won a cup in a long time. Tampa Bay, non-traditional market, haven't won a cup in a long time. Uh, the Islanders are like very traditional market, but also haven't won a cup in a very long time. So we're going to have a totally new squad uh, of, of cup winners here. And I, I'm excited. I'm also glad to not be stressed out about it because it's it's so stressful to be watching the Stanley Cup when it's your team. I can just enjoy it. And I hope you guys all get to enjoy it too. So those are my oopses for the day. My other oops, uh, and I talked about this on Twitter a little bit, is that uh, the NHL recently released their uh, latest COVID testing results. They have completed the seventh week of play, and there have been no positive tests among the 1,357 tests administered. Uh, just a reminder on the testing protocol, testing was administered daily to all members of the club's 52-member traveling parties, including players, during uh, this latest week was September 6th through the 12th. And, you know, if you rewind back to when we were discussing all the return to play stuff and looking forward to what was going to happen. I am on record on various podcasts of saying that I was skeptical that a Stanley Cup was even going to be awarded. I did not think even with the bubble that we were going to get through this. And so I am thrilled to be wrong about that. I am so excited that hockey has managed to pull this off. We, we did it. And there's, barring some sort of inc completely ridiculous thing happening, there's going to be a Stanley Cup awarded in just a couple weeks. So I'm okay with being wrong about that because the NHL proved me wrong. And uh, congratulations to them for doing the thing. I've got more coming up right after this. But first, make sure that you are subscribing not only to this show on your favorite podcast app of choice, but also Locked on NHL, where you can get news from the wider league as a whole. You can hear me on Mondays talking to some of our hosts from across the network about cool things that are going on with their teams. You can also hear me on Wednesdays with Tom Gazzola, uh, who is formerly the host of Locked on Oilers, who's still 
uh, hanging around the network doing some stuff with us for the national show. Uh, And we are going to be spending Wednesdays talking about the Western Conference and what is going on out here on this half of the country. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Kings and Locked on NHL in your favorite podcast app. Uh, We are available wherever podcasts are found, including on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all those great places. Go and make sure you hit that subscribe button in whatever your favorite app is so you never miss a single episode. We're going to close today's show now with a little more chatting with Jason Hernandez from Locked on Ducks. Uh, We have been talking for a little while about our own hockey travels, and today we're talking blizzards. Let's turn it over now to Jason Hernandez and me talking about some hockey trips. Do you want to let's talk about just some fun travel stories? Now, you had mentioned that you got caught in a blizzard. I did. On one of your travels. I did. And so did I. Uh, why don't you tell us, yeah, tell us about your encounter with a blizzard and how that relates to hockey. Yeah, so being the person in the Midwest who covers the Kings means that I don't always have a million opportunities to go see them or the rain. So obviously, whenever they're basically within driving distance of me, I will go see them or take a little road trip to go go see them play. Last year, maybe the year before, the rain played two games in Iowa against Iowa Wild. And Iowa, it's not too far of a drive for me. So I was like, well, going to go buy tickets, going to go drive to Iowa, going to see the rain. And getting there was fine. It started to get a little snowy as I got into to Iowa. And then between the time that I arrived at my Airbnb and that I had to leave to go to the arena, it suddenly became an immense blizzard to the point where like the Iowa wild were basically saying, if you can't make it to this game, we'll give you a free ticket for some other game because they were like, (laughs) you know, obviously don't want people putting themselves in danger to go see a hockey game. But I was like, I freaking drove, you know, across the state to get here. So I'm going to this game and I, know how to drive in snow. I live in Chicago. Snow is fine for me. So it it was okay. My car can handle it. It's all we will drive. So I got to the game. The game was fine. The next, you know, when I, when I left Iowa, it basically snowed the entire weekend that I was in Iowa. And when I left to go drive back home to Chicago, I left early enough because I had hopes of making it back to Chicago in time to go to a Chicago Wolves game that night. And then as I'm driving, through the plains oh, no. <laughs> to get back home. It, it it was literally like a whiteout. Like I could not see the car in front of me. And it, like legitimately it was the scariest thing that I have ever driven in. But I will say that I was very like glad that everyone else around me on the highway on I-80, if you're a person who has spent any time driving through the Midwest, um, it is just a long, flat stretch of road. There's nothing around but fields. And so, of course, the the snow can just, you know, whip up around huge snow drifts, whatever. Uh, Everyone else on the highway actually like, knew what they were doing. And so everyone was driving like super cautious. Everyone had their blinkers on. Everyone went like five miles an hour and it was fine. It, it basically took double the amount of time to get home that it should have because of 
having to crawl through a blizzard. At one point, it went down to one lane because there was an accident uh, of someone who wasn't taking it as seriously as they should have. And so then, and there's like this big concrete like Jersey barrier things because there was construction on the highway too. And so having to like inch my car over like basically so that the the passenger side mirror was touching that barrier almost so that the ambulance, the cop cars had enough room to get through because there's no shoulder of the road for them to drive on because of the construction like it was just very fraught and I used to be a very nervous driver but like I'm not I have driven enough that I'm not anymore but like that was just like white knuckle usually like if I'm I'm super nervous I I chew gum and so I just went through a very (laughs) disgusting amount of gum in that drive just to like have something to like get my energy out in but like I don't even know that the rain won either I think they might have won one they won one of those two games in Iowa I remember that It was just like, man, I went through all of this and then I didn't even get to see like anything like it wasn't it wasn't magical. They were just hockey games. (laughs) But I did it. I did it for you, Rain. My God. (laughs) I will say that I also kind of got caught in a blizzard. And this is also hockey related. This is more baseball related, but this is definitely hockey related. And here's why. I did a ballpark tour six. It started six years ago where I went to all 30 ballparks in a span of only two years. In fact, I had a, bl- I still had, it's still up. I was writing a blog called Chavez Chronicles. And the reason I wanted to keep writing it is it was getting popular too. I was getting all kinds of emails and stuff and people wanting to meet me because it was one <laughs> of the top ranked blogs on MLB.com. So I'm like, damn, I should probably try to keep this up just in case, right? Because if it's popular now, you may as well, you know, keep going while the iron's hot and just get some free stuff out of it. 2015 was the start of my second season. And my thought was, I want to start off on a kind of weird note and go to a ballpark that I'd never been before. So I went to Montreal to see old Stade Mm -hmm. Olympique because that's when the Montreal, sorry, the Toronto Blue Jays were starting their exhibition games that year. It was against the Cincinnati Reds. Bought my Expos hat there, which I still have. I'm looking at the Expos hat right now. I have two of them. <laughs> Do you know why I have two of them? It is one of them magic. One of them's broken. So this happened on the train, on the train back. So I bought the Expos cap at Stad Olympique. Like, I wanted to get a souvenir. Like, how you get souvenirs from every place. I buy a hat from every stadium that I go to. So, nice. I have a Tampa Bay Rays hat from Tampa Bay. I have an A's hat from Oakland. Uh, I have two Montreal caps. One directly from Montreal. One, I'm assuming, from Toronto. So, they're all from that place. And there's great memories from each one. I went to a Montreal Canadiens game the day before the Expos game, because while in Montreal, why not? So I know this is not recommended nowadays, especially nowadays. But back in 2015, it was still relatively safe to do this. Uh, I went on Craigslist (laughs) and looked for a single ticket. And I filtered through maybe half the listings that looked like they were spam. I filtered through the other 30% that looked like garbage. So I had like five posts going through each ticket thinking how much do I want to spend. I spent 80 Canadian on a upper seat, upper center seat. It was the Montreal Canadiens against the Washington Capitals. This was the year that Alex Ovechkin was a Hart Trophy finalist. And this was the year that Carey Price 
was a Vesna Trophy finalist. So to see that matchup in late March, while both teams are going for a playoff push, to get a ticket for 80 Canadian, I was pretty damn happy with that. Yeah. That's one of my favorite games that I ever went to. Such a fantastic arena. Not only that, but back then, they had the little museum that was adjacent to Bell, to Sancho mm-hmm. Bell. It's not, it's no longer there, which I'm sad about, but they had an entire museum sad. dedicated only to the Montreal Canadiens. And it was wonderful. I have maybe a hundred plus pictures from that museum. I personally loved it. I learned a lot from that. The Bell Center is one of the arenas that I have been to, but I haven't seen a hockey game at. Oh, you got to um, do it. You got to do but, it at least but, once. It's an experience. Yeah, I, it was, it, I, I was in Montreal, but it was the off season. Like the, the season had just ended. Yeah. And real bummer. But now I'm sad about that museum. I really liked that museum. Are you into it? Yeah. Oh, it's so great, wasn't it? Yeah. So, like, so, also, so you like, saw those. I, de- I definitely took a million pictures. Okay. Yeah. So you saw the scoreboard that was a yes. replica of the Montreal Forum. Yes. You saw their little makeshift locker room that they had there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now, see, we could talk about the museum itself, <laughs> but we could be here all day. And I think there's a couple hosts that could probably tell us more about it because they probably went to it. Uh, Paging Scott and Laura. <laughs> so <laughs> if they're listening, you know, tell us more about this museum, even though we both have been there and we both loved it. They should bring it back. Anyway. So we, I had a fantastic time there. So I went to the Expos game the day after. This was Friday night. I had a flight back 6 a.m. Saturday. Um, something I did not anticipate was a blizzard coming. Coming back from the game, it was starting to snow, a little bit of flurries. Okay, nothing too bad yet. I left my hotel room at about 3 a.m. and it was already snowing pretty bad. I could feel the wind in my face. I could feel the snow. See, you you at least drove in the blizzard. You were inside your car. I was outside. I was taking it all in. It was 9 degrees Fahrenheit. When you see negative 10 Celsius, you know it's pretty damn cold. So I'm out there waiting for the bus, which never came. So I went back in the hotel and I said, you know what? Screw this. Just get a taxi. So I got a taxi. The guy was very, very nice. Gave me a Good deal on that. Okay, great. Montreal people are super nice, by the way. Love it there. Cannot wait to go back. So made it to the airport. We had to kind of stay where we were for a while because of blizzard conditions. We had to let the blizzard pass. Had to de-ice the plane. Oh, by the way, there's one minor detail I kind of left out right now. I had to work an Ontario rain game that night, which is why I took the early 6 a.m. flights. I had a rain game, so I was doing del- cut it close. Uh, you think <laughs> I was going to give myself a little bit of time. I was supposed to land at a decent time. No, 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 that did not happen. I landed at LAX, pretty much rushed home, took a quick shower and a shave, mm-hmm. got on my, took off those clothes, got on my other work clothes, sped to the arena, was a few minutes late, but I, but that was okay. Like I made it, I made it to the game and worked that game. <laughs> And almost got caught in a blizzard in Montreal because I wanted to watch baseball, hockey in Montreal, and had to work a rain game the following day. And I've nothing never... like packing your schedule, like, and just hoping nothing goes wrong. Oh, I've done worse than that. <laughs> I've done worse. 
But we're not going to go there today. <laughs> we're not going to talk about the fact that I almost missed working a soccer game for the Ontario Fury and made it 30 minutes before the game because of LA Marathon, but that's neither here nor there. That's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to keep checking back all week long for more Kings news, more league news, and more fun chats with our SoCal partner in crime as we get a little weird, spoiler alert, later shows this week, going to be talking about stuff that's not hockey. I don't want to frighten anyone, but we're getting a little goofy. It's been so long since the Kings have played hockey. What else are we supposed to do? So keep listening to Lockdown Kings all week long for more fun stuff. You can find me in the meantime on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. You can find this show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Make sure you are subscribing to this show. Make sure you tell a friend all about it. And of course, leave a rating or a review if you like what you're hearing so that more people get to know how cool and fun and weird this show is. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.